0: My
1: name's Michael Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And welcome to another episode of Make Ours Marvel. This is episode 75, boys and girls, 75 episodes of this show.
0: That seems like a really important number, but I guess it's kind of not what well, like it a,
1: is. It's like a year and a half-ish. Yeah. Because 50 is a year-ish.
0: I mean, they celebrate 75th anniversaries, but that's not what this is, necessarily, so...
1: Well, you and I were talking uh, before the show. We're coming up on the 1-year anniversary of all the pouches. That's been going for a year. So like, between that and 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 Go Ranger and this show, like you and I have made like 150 podcasts this year, which is crazy sauce.
0: Well, we could celebrate episode 75 by talking about three really poor issues tonight. You don't want to talk 55. about 75 comics? Mm, have we covered 75 comics? We probably have, right?
1: We've covered over 200 comics, remember? Oh my
0: gosh, is it really? We've covered 220 comics. Yep. I think according Ooh. to my folder here. Lots of wow. comics. Wow. Wow.
1: Well, we've um, actually
0: covered less than 220, but by the time this episode's over it'll be 220.
1: So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, just just to preface, just to kind of set the stage, we don't love these issues that we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like being negative Nancys on the show, but um, these, these these aren't great. You know, what's
0: weird is last episode, I feel like they weren't great either. So I'm hoping this is just a run of bad luck and we get some great again soon. Because, yeah, I like at least one issue to be good every episode or something. At least one. Yeah.
1: Well, next episode we have you know, like the Torch and the Beetle helping out Spider-Man. And we have Fantastic Four, State University, Dragon man Peter Parker and the X-Men both make cameos. Lots of good stuff in FF35. Okay,
0: good.
1: Uh, The terrible trio is going to return in Strange Tales, but you know. Mm,
0: They they are terrible.
1: (laughs) They are, in fact, terrible. Not just a clever name. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are in uh, November 10th, is our second week of releases in November. And first up is going to be Sgt. Fury 14, which... If memory serves me correctly, from our pre-show discussion five minutes ago, I have this one.
0: You have this one because we're we seem to be swapping every other one now. Which is and pretty, I
1: got the I got the cool Captain America one. So oh, you did. You get this one. Okay, it's possible. <laughs> it's conceivable that that issue sucked out extra goodness <laughs>
2: from this Man. one.
0: That was our winner for last month. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the splash page looks fantastic. Yeah. Nick Fury looks great. He is the manliest man that ever did man. Um, this is the Blitzkrieg squad of Baron Strucker. We've got the return of Baron Strucker. That should mm-hmm. be a good thing, kids. Yep. Another Mighty Marble Tale tinged with a touch of greatness written with the explosive power of a live grenade. By ex-Sergeant Stan Lee, drawn with the savage impact of a blockbuster by ex-Corporal Dick Ayers, inked with the smashing force of a Sherman tank by George Bell, and lettered with a brand new bottle of India ink by wow. Artie Simic. Do you think it was a present? Oh, I bet. I wonder
0: if they had to pay for that stuff like teachers do, or if they got supplies given to them. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Who pays for your supplies when you're an artist? I would In modern day, I would imagine it's the artist.
0: Well, because you all work from home now. But at the time, they used to work in the office, didn't they? Right. Is that just my imagination?
1: Could they get that stuff comped?
0: I don't know. I'm sure you could write it off, right? That's your little livelihood? I don't know.
1: Yeah, at the very least. Okay. So, um, you know how the very first issue had them preparing for D-Day? And like at the end of the issue, they went off and did D-Day. So, Mm -hmm. they're still preparing for (laughs) D-Day. Um, in right. fact, the Howlers are on a mission specifically to train for storming whatever it is they storm in the D-Day operation. And we get brief little, you know, uh, panels of each of the Howlers. They all have something to think or something to say. So we can touch them with our characters before we go into the storyline. Because the story this episode, um, Adolf Hitler, you know, that bit. He uh, he calls in Baron Strucker's like, you know what? You are one of the awesomest people I have working for me. You have almost killed their vedompt howlers. And in 13 issues, we haven't been able to beat them yet. So I want you to make your own anti-Howler squad to go after the howlers. And Baron Strucker with the cracks in his face is like, yes. So he goes off, you know, to Germany. And um he just gets these six complete... They don't even get names. They don't (laughs) even get names. But each of the six is roughly more or less corresponding to one of the Howlers, only, of course, better. There's a strong man who's stronger. There's a mechanic who's more mechanical. There's a fop who's more foppish. There's, you know, each of the personality traits... Oh, there's a sexy manly man who is more sexy manly than Dino... It's just, you know, take all the personality shorthands of each of the Howlers, and these guys are more. The one cool thing is the one guy has a hat like the second Doctor had. When he first came out, Patrick (coughs) Stroudon, he had one of those really cool, tall hats that sort of, like, leans back a little bit. This guy has one of those. I wish I had a hat like that. Um. Okay, so they train. And they train for some indeterminate amount of time to go after the Howlers. And finally, Baron Strucker is like, you will be my Blitzkrieg squad to go after the Commando squad. And they have this trap. They're going to lure the Howlers into these missiles. Okay. So we change scenes back to um, London, England. Dun, 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 and Captain Happy Sam Sawyer is telling the Howlers, hey. There's this place, these projects, where there's a V-2 base that's being protected from air attack by a bunch of missiles. So you're going to have to go in and blow it up. We tried to get a crack team of foot soldiers and couldn't find anyone, so I guess it's got to be you. Um, They cross the channel, and they team up with their old Navy friends that they ran into back in issue 10. And they kind of had some, like, you know, Army versus Navy, you know, jabs at each other. Well, same captain, same submarine takes him and gives him a ride across the channel to the European continent. And um, to make a long story tolerable, they go after the base. They run into the anti-howlers. There's a little bit of skirmishing, not as much as you might expect since they're kind of the point of the story. Um, Baron Strucker gets involved more than the actual anti-howlers do. And they all basically manage to hide from fire. Baron Sharker's trying to capture them and they sort of keep themselves from getting captured. And at one point, there's this truck driving off of base and they f- or driving onto the base. And all the guards, like, hey, that's our um, that's that's a really important looking truck. It looks like it's uh, you know, important people, and they drive it, hey, we're we've got the captured howlers, we're taking them to our Fuhrer, and they're like, hey, Hitler, congratulations! Spoilers: It's actually the Howlers pretending to be Germans. So Hitler gets there and says, bring me the Howlers that you captured. And um, the captured Howlers are no longer captured. Not only that, but all those missiles that were protecting the base, the Howlers realized they were fake missiles. It was a decoy. It was a trap. And they've left a whole bunch of um, mean stuff on the uh, uh, missiles like Heil Hitler with a brick. Kilroy was here and other stuff like that. So um, Hitler yells at Strucker, and the Howlers make it back to the uh, submarine and they go back to England and it's all done.
0: Man, what a disappointment. Because, like, I was into this story at first because I'm into doppelgangers. I'm into, like, you know, the negative version of a hero. And we Mm -hmm. already kind of established that. Baron Strucker is kind of like the Nick Fury of Germany Mm -hmm. you know so it's like oh the idea that he's going to create his own howling commandos that's pretty smart that's kind of awesome and then you're right like they sort of recruit these faceless nameless people and a lot of it's weird like hey they have that one guy who plays a trumpet and this guy plays a flute let's recruit him you know like that Mm -hmm. has anything are they going to have a war with instruments like that's just kind of weird and uh, but I was still down with it until, of course, the end when those guys do nothing—like
1: nothing, like,
0: yeah. nothing. like nothing. there was no there was no point in recruiting them because all they, if anything, all they do is shoot, and anybody can shoot. What was that have to do with anything? There was no like mono mono moments, you know. There was no dumb dumb versus evil dumb dumb or anything like that. So, no,
1: there was there were no matchups. There was no like one on ones,
0: yeah, right? So what was the point of all this? Just seem like a waste of pages or something.
1: Like I recently podcast about Deathmate Red, where it was mm-hmm. Youngblood versus this other team. And even though it was only one panel for each of the matchups, you mm-hmm. did get one panel for each of the matchups as they were fighting, and then, you know, everyone started killing each other. Um, and this doesn't even have that. So yeah, it's disappointing. Their names don't even matter. Um I did like that we opened with, like, a little character-focused panel. I feel like you and I have talked about why this book does not feel like it's about individuals. It just feels like it's about a mob of howlers. And Uh I think it's because we don't have enough character-focused panels. We don't have enough individual attention on a howler. Even if it's a page for Uh one guy, every issue. You know, that guy at least gets some personality.
0: And And I think they did that so that they can counter it later.
1: With right.
0: their recruit, the recruit pages. So you could go back and go, okay, well, this is the guy who likes horses. So now they're going to get a guy who likes horses. Here's the <laughs> fancy guys. So let's get us our own fancy guy. And so in that respect, it worked. I liked that. I liked all the setup. It just tanks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It doesn't it doesn't go very well. Um, in fact, in fact, um, whenever, whenever we're on page eight and Sawyer's giving them the mission and Percy's like, sounds like a good show. What, dum-dum? And Dumdum says they all sound the same to me, Percy. As uh-huh. like Mike, are you Dugan? Yep, <laughs> right. I I did notice that dialogue. <laughs>
0: it's like I'm not going to say anything, but yes, they do. They all kind of sound the same.
1: It's cool and we got a recurring character with with Strucker. No, oh, with, with the captain. The, uh,
0: with the captain, yeah. I don't know how often that's going to happen, but
1: I don't remember him ever coming back. But who knows? He might have come <sighs> back, knows. and I just didn't even re- make note of it. Yeah. Um, I literally had one other thought. At one point, whenever Fury is in a pit um, and Strucker is walking over the pit, Fury reaches up and grabs the barrel of his rifle and uh-huh. throws him over judo style. But I'm like, that's a really good way to get shot. Because all Strucker has to do <laughs> while Fury is moving is pull the trigger. His hand's on the trigger.
0: Also, he... that's the worst worst pit in the world if you can just reach up and grab the guy's gun as he's walking over it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not even stuck in that pit. He could just get out. But whatever.
1: But we don't like to bash and berate. We don't have a whole lot to say about this one. So we're just going to move on to the next one. Well, there is
0: one last thing. There is a weapons of war pinup, which we haven't gotten in a while. They used to do that with the guns and the uniforms and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. They're focusing on the B-26, which just as a personal personal uh, 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 thing is my grandpa was flew those. So that was kind of neat to see. Anytime you see a B-26.
1: Okay, B-26, like, oh, yeah. Martin Marauder. Yep. It's the very, like, like your, your classic, typical plane mm-hmm. shadow shape. You know, you think yeah. of the shape of oh, a plane yeah. flying over a war zone. It's that shape right there.
0: Yep. This was their big bomber. So, anyway, yeah, nothing special about that issue. Boy, what a letdown from last issue, right?
1: 13 was great.
0: <sighs> okay, so I guess I have the next one. Tales of Suspense a.k.a. Iron Man slash Captain America, The Origin of the Mandarin and Breakout in Cell Block 10. This is issue issue number 62 since I forgot to say that, yeah. Uh, But the first one, The Origin of the Mandarin is the Iron Man story. It's brashly written by Stanley boldly drawn by Don Heck, brazenly inked by Dick Ayers, and bashfully lettered by Sam Rosen. This is part two of the Mandarin plot, but also part 58 or something of Iron Man being stuck in his armor. So it's been going on for quite a while. As far as I know, he's still there. So if we all recall correctly, Tony Stark is reportedly dead because the Mandarin bombed Stark's house. And of course, he's not dead because Iron Man... He's stuck in his Iron Man outfit and he survived and he went to go confront Mandarin. And as always, he somehow gets immediately caught every time. So he's caught again and he's strapped up onto this wheel with this really strong tinsel. And uh Mandarin's like, well, now that you're stuck there, before I kill you, I'm going to tell you my origin story because you've all been wondering. So he was born um, somewhere in Asia. I don't know. I think they actually do say names and stuff, but I forget. But anyway, as soon as he was born... A big ancient idol like fell over and crushed his father to death, and then his mother died of a broken heart. So those was, those were all like kind of bad omens. Um, he was given to his aunt, and she was really mean and hated him and kind of just wanted his fortune. So her idea was to wrap him up and throw him in a field somewhere and leave him. But as she was thinking about doing that, a chandelier fell and almost killed her. So she's like, okay, there's something special about this kid. I guess I'll keep him. But I'm just going to teach him hate. I'm going to teach him to hate everybody and everything like I hate everybody and everything. It then cuts to him being an adult. Uh, At some point, some unnamed, I think, Asian army takes over the country that he's living in and repossesses all his wealth. Uh, this makes his aunt die, but she's also trained him to not care about such things, so he doesn't anymore because he's full of hate. So he walks around like a prince, but basically as a peasant now. Everybody kind of makes fun of him, but he refuses to, like, lower his station and work and make money. He'd rather just starve to death, so he's kind of just, like, wandering the country slowly wasting away until he comes to this place called the valley of the spirits and this old man says don't go in there and he says oh i'm definitely going in there then because i fear nothing and as soon as he gets in he gets scared of a uh, a dragon skeleton it kind of freaks him out he falls backwards falls down into this hole and inside this little valley is a spaceship turns out it wasn't a dragon skeleton it was an alien skeleton and the alien I guess crash landed here Um, he manages to hack the system because there's this conveniently human shaped helmet thing he can put on Um, and he learns everything about this alien and its travels and stuff like that and he also learns that the ship is powered by these ten rings so he takes the rings because the ship is basically wasting away at this point and he can't use it but he takes the rings and he goes home and he figures out how to adapt them to his human body, I guess, and use them. And he basically takes over the place, uh, the village, calls himself the Mandarin. And he's been the Mandarin ever since. So we cut, we catch back up to uh, the Mandarin finishing that story off as Tony falls asleep. Um, he then says, I'm going to spin you to death now and turns on the machine with his ring. And it's like this wheel that spins around and around and... Dr. Evil style, he just assumes all will go well. What's the big deal? See you later. And he leaves because he has this nefarious plot he has to take care of, which is that he's going to sell a missile to whatever the local army is, and they're going to use that missile to attack the U.S., but really he's rigged it so the missile attacks a different red army, and then all the reds will fight each other, and then he'll basically own Asia afterwards after they kill themselves, I guess. So he leaves Iron Man to ponder that plot. Iron Man manages to get his, like a transistor wire out of his wrist and hook it up to the wheel. So the faster the wheel goes, the more power it gives him. Um, and that allows him to escape easily by crushing it. And then he tracks the missile with his armor. The missile is uh, uh, deployed and all the. Army bad guys are clapping like, yay, we're gonna kill the US and the Mandarin's walking away, rubbing his hands like, nah, no, you're not, you're going to play into my hands. But Iron Man shows up and he wrecks it and he makes the missile fall back on that army and blow up. And now they all hate the Mandarin for selling them a cruddy missile. Meanwhile, the Mandarin's trying to get away in his cool spacey ship, but Iron Man pushes a boulder on it. They get into a physical fight, you know, ring versus suit back and forth ultimately it almost looks like the mandarin's going to win because he shoots like this gas around iron man but then he solidifies it so iron man can't break out but just in the nick of time that red army that the mandarin betrayed shows up around the corner with a tank and starts shooting at him so the mandarin jumps on a like a flying disc and runs away iron man hitches a ride back with these two u.s pilots who can't believe they get to Iron Man home. And then the last panel is Iron Man – or Mandarin basically cursing Iron Man and saying he's never been defeated before and now he's going to be Iron Man's number one villain forever.
1: Without saying the word China, this says everything else to say this is China. They use phrases like People's Republic and, of course, Mandarin itself means Chinese. Um, So – oh, actually – it does say in the very last panel and Lone Castle in the heart of far off China. But I think everything here is supposed to be in China, his origin and everything is supposed to all be even they don't they they try to avoid using that name. Um, they do say Formosa, Formosa. Formosa is the island of Taiwan. Right, it's, but when
0: I looked it up, it said it only existed in 1895 for five seconds or something. Uh,
1: Formosa was around until the rulers of China were chased out by the um, the communist upheaval. Mm. And they the, that government fled to the Isle of Formosa and set up the Republic of China, which is commonly known internationally as Taiwan.
0: So that was his plan. He basically sell this missile to the Chinese, and then that's going to accidentally shoot – at Formosia, and then that's going to create World War Three, Right. I guess.
1: because the um, rule,
0: And then he'll rule Asia after they kill themselves.
1: Right. Um, he talks about the origin of his name in this, in the course of this. Now, the the, the the origin story has some issues, which we can talk about. But one thing I did like is a sort of like historical backdrop with the communist takeover happening during the course of the story. Like, it starts out in peaceful... China, and then, like, the government comes in and, like, takes things over, and that happens during the course of the story. Um, But what an odd origin for his name, the Mandarin, because somehow, someway, he knows he is descended from Genghis Khan. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, so are millions of people throughout (laughs) Asia. (laughs) Right. This is the thing about whenever, like, I'm a descendant of that person. Okay, well, when you think about that person, they had X number of children. Each one of those had X number of children, and each one of those had X number. There are so many descendants of any given historical figure. Unless the line ended at some point, there's lots of descendants. right? But, you know, he's a direct, whatever that means. So he's, like, more Chinese than everyone else because he knows that Genghis Khan is in his ancestry. It's, it's weird.
0: Does he say why he starts calling himself the Mandarin? Or does that happen after he gets the rings?
1: It's Part before he gets the rings. He um, he knows he's descended from the cons. He is nobility, and even whenever he loses his nobility, um, he just starts calling himself the Mandarin. The blood of the cons flowed in my veins. The world would one day be mine. It's page three.
0: So his origin is pretty like eh in a way, yeah. but it is consistent with his character because his character is all like magic science guy, kind of muddled. And then the, his origin is sort of the same way. Like there seems to be some fate about his birth that's magical. Like all these things crashing and killing people all the time. Um, but then he finds a sciency ship. But then the sciency ship is powered by a magical dragon. Um, it so seems like it's the just origin origin of-
1: of, the origin of Doctor Doom. Uh-huh. But take out some of your Eastern European trappings and add in some Eastern Asian dressing instead.
0: Yeah, Mandarin and Doctor Doom should have a club. They should. They're sort of alike, yeah. And they're
1: both ugly.
0: They're both ugly. They both want to take over the world. They both embrace magic and science. That's interesting, and they mm-hmm. like green.
1: Um, it is very typical comics to give a reason for a myth in some sort of you know backstory. Like we got Medusa's origin in the Avengers Four with the broccoli alien. We have uh-huh. the origin of dragons here <laughs> with the aliens who right. flew the spaceship. Uh huh. It's a little weird. And the the ring thing just seems so
0: tacked on. Like, oh my god, why why is it powered by rings? Why do the rings fit humans when it was a dragon that owned the ship? Right? Why is why is there a human helmet for him to put on
1: when there's a dragon that owns the ship? And why would the power source of a flying ship be ten finger rings that shoot lasers? Yeah, I don't understand it.
0: I'm sorry. I just Iron Man fans. I'm not into the Mandarin yet. I don't know when this happens. (laughs) when he's supposed to be the greatest Iron Man villain of all time, but I don't feel like it's happened yet.
1: Not yet. Although he has,
0: he is the most frequent so far.
1: Yes. Think about how long Tony must have been tied to that wheel, because the Avengers had a whole adventure while he was tied to the wheel listening to this story. I guess the Mandarin is really (laughs) (laughs) long-winded.
0: Oh, actually, I think he escaped the wheel and did an Avengers – mission to stop the X-Men and then came back and tied himself back up again.
1: <laughs> That's how we long it was. With, we can go with that. <laughs> okay. He's supposed to be on the wheel and the wheel's going to go faster and faster until it kills Tony. Uh-huh. But instead Iron Man cooks in a cable and makes the wheel go faster and faster until it breaks. Right. So like however fast it needed to go to kill Tony it was physically incapable of going that fast.
0: Well, i think it's also charging him. Well, yeah, it's charging.
1: Know. Okay, so maybe maybe yeah. the charged up iron armor gives him some some stability or whatever. Right, cuz he says it would kill a normal man,
0: but it's causing my transistors to strengthen because of the flow of whatever.
1: I think the head blood's flowing to your head while you're spinning.
0: <laughs> yeah, i don't know. Maybe he has some sort of like stabilizers in there or something. But how would that work? I have no idea. I don't either. So That's that. That is that. That always makes me think of like that old golden age Batman comic where they put him on the wheel. I don't know why. Spinning wheels. (laughs) That's just like a horrible, kind of a silly way to kill somebody. I don't know. Just kill him. But it's like every time he fights the Mandarin, he gets captured and put up onto something and escapes. That's like the plot Mm -hmm. again and again. So, oh, well. Um, At least they fought though this time a little bit. That was kind of fun. A little bit.
1: Okay. it's worth. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say we haven't we, we never really got around to doing a, a San Diego, um, you know, info dump episode that we were thinking about maybe doing. But it's worth mentioning at this point that um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming to theaters. Oh, really? And that's so, supposed to be these Ten Rings? Pretty sure it's these Ten Rings. Pretty sure the Mandarin, a Chinese villain that will be facing off with a Chinese hero in nice. a China-set storyline, which I think is probably the best way to try to use this character.
0: Because um, otherwise, yeah. it just
1: comes off tropey and stereotypy.
0: Yeah, especially since Iron Man's not around anymore. Yep. Um, although a lot of people are still really upset about that whole Iron Man, uh, was it two? Iron Man 3? Three? Three. Or three. Iron Man 3 thing.
1: We'll get, we'll get Vin Allen go one day to, to talk about why that's a problem, and then I'll talk about oh, why he, I like it. He did already. We had him on for Iron Man, remember? I was saying, like, we can get him back to talk about free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, I wish they would define his rings a little better, too, but I know it's early days. I'm sure at some point it'll be all spelled out. But right now, it seems like he just uses them to turn on computers and shoot flame or whatever he feels like doing.
1: I would put down money that they never get really that explained. I mean, maybe they do, but yeah, Ooh. I don't, I, I don't think that they probably have so many different functions that the writer's just like, okay, we want, we want a marshmallow fluff dispenser this time. So, <laughs>
0: well, then that's another reason to dislike this character. Cause I don't like things that aren't spelled out for <laughs> magic. Blah. You just do whatever you want, whenever you want.
1: No, I want a fluffer butter sandwich.
0: <sighs> All right. Anything else on this one? Or should we move on to the less good story?
1: Uh- <laughs> It is the It is the last one of these, Mike. Oh, this is,
0: you mean just of Cap fighting?
1: Yeah, this is no the ra- the last yeah. random Cap fight story.
0: And this is the worst one, in my opinion. I actually Probably. enjoy the other ones, even though there's not a lot to talk about. But this one is just silly nonsense. Okay. It's called The Breakout in Cell Block 10, featuring Cap's own brand of galvanized action. Enough said. Pow! Script! Stan Lee! Zowie! Inking! Schickstone! Wham! Art! Jack Kirby! Ulp! Lettering! Art Civek. Boy, they were really channeling their Batman right there. Um, So it starts out with Cap fighting. And he's fighting a bunch of, looks like prison guards. Or actually, just looks like prisoners. Um, And he beats them all up. But then it turns out he's surrounded by a bunch of prison guards. And he's surrounded by the superintendent, this old bald dude with a cigar and a green suit and he's like thanks cap thanks for coming in here to show us how you fight and he's like sure i mean you guys invited me and uh i guess i came over to see what was going on he's like well here let us show you and they lead him down to this the cells and then it turns out well while they're doing that cap's looking at the guards going boy these guys look kind of Villainous, And it turns out they are because suddenly all the gates, all the cages open, all the prisoners come out, all the guards turn on him, the superintendent turns on him, they take his shield, and the whole time it was a trap. They had brought him in there for a trap because really they are the prisoners. The guards are the prisoners and so is the superintendent. And they needed his shield because um, there's this big magnetic door and it's the only way out and the guy, the guy in charge, the superintendent, who's not really a superintendent, Um, He figured he'd seen Cap use that shield with magnets before, so if it has magnets and this door has magnets, then clearly the shield should be able to open the magnet door. Um, Cap learns all this because he gets thrown into prison or thrown into a cell with the real superintendent who tells him all that. But suddenly, uh, as the superintendent tries to do his plan, it doesn't work. He looks on the back of the shield. There are no magnets. And then Cap suddenly shows up. And beats everybody up, explains that he got rid of the magnets that Tony installed because – or that Iron Man installed because they were throwing off the balance. And he demonstrates that by tossing his shield and knocking everybody out. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Then he – proceeds to do more cap fighting and cap fighting. To, at one point, some guy tries to outmuscle him and they punch fists together, but then like a, the guy's fist break and Cap's doesn't. Then he kicks 28 people over. Then the superintendent tries to hit him from behind with his own shield, but Cap just kind of leans backwards and smashes him into the wall. And then the doors open and real guards come in and arrest everybody and the superintendent's like hey how did you get out of that jail or the cell that i put you in and he said oh i just wedged a chewing gun wrapper between the lock and the door and you guys didn't notice and then the superintendent takes cap on a tour and he's like yeah this is the big door they were trying to get through but really all they had to do was say the right two words and he's like what words were those sir captain america the end bonkers bonkers um, what the heck happened bonkers i don't understand this one
1: it is the most convoluted scheme to get out of a prison ever. Well, how did and- he
0: get in the prison if they can't get
1: out? Oh, shoot. You're right. Like,
0: here's what oh, I'm crap, thinking. They You're right. They, they take how over cell block. How do they Sub-block-
1: open the door to, like, Captain America?
0: <laughs> right. And how did he get past all these real guards and them not tell him that cell block 10 is, like, taken over? Don't go in there. Or if they didn't know it was taken over, that's conceivable, I guess. But then they should be like, Cap, what are you doing here? We didn't call you. One of the two.
1: And if you're pretending to be the person in charge of the prison, aren't you in the area that's not prison? <laughs> yeah, oh my so gosh. Like,
0: just him getting in there was weird to me. Also, why he would answer a call like that? Hey, we need you to come over here and beat up a bunch of fake prisoners, please. Like, doesn't Cap have better things to do? And well,
1: he's not training Rick. Yeah, but, like, isn't
0: that (laughs) a little below his pay grade, you know, to have to deal with this? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. So it was all weird. And then, like, yeah, like you said, the most convoluted, like, oh, the shield has
1: magnets. This door is a magnet. Therefore. But, dun-dun-dun, I don't know if I heard you say it, the shield no longer has magnets. I did say it, yeah. He took them. This is the issue where they officially get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Between you and me, though, even if it still had the insides, I don't think the warden actually knows what he's doing on page five.
0: Yeah, I don't see how, just because something has magnets, it would open a magnetically sealed door. Right. Like, how would that work?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Also, they say the words Captain America in front of that door, like, immediately after trying to open it. Is this your idea of a joke, Baldy? Everyone knows that his fellow Avenger Iron Man designed magnetic powers into the shield for Captain America.
0: That's hilarious. I didn't even notice that. Oh, my there's God.
1: A, there's another one on page seven where they say Captain America. Last chance. Get Captain America. So, and yeah.
0: why would they make that the word or the words? That's you just know, weird.
1: You know, probably Agent Coulson was running this prison whenever they set the oh. said. <laughs> there you go. I was watching you while yeah. you were sleeping. Yeah. Um, the only uh, Yeah. The only other thing I had was on page four four panel four let's see um nope never mind that that's not that's no longer relevant based on what I, I wrote that before I knew what the story was gonna do. Yeah this was like this you said was horrible. the the least of the Captain America stories. Happily next issue is a rather important issue in the series of Captain America because yes. it's when the Silver Age readers finally find out his origin.
0: Right. Or at least that's some character beats. And, you know, I guess the one thing this story does do is get rid of the magnets. Because I was wondering when that happened. I knew it happened somewhere, but I always forget when. And at that's because the story is forgettable. Story. Yep. Sometime between this and the last story, he got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. And we've it's just spent 30 it. minutes covering two books. So, if we can... Uh, Bust out this Avengers issue in 10 minutes We could, I suppose Fill the rest of the hour talking about upcoming uh, Marvel shows
1: oh, That's an idea okay, Because okay, I have okay. a feeling I have nothing so, to say about
0: Avengers either But
1: <laughs> let's give it a shot <laughs> The Avengers 12 This hostage earth In which the mighty Avengers Battle to save their beloved planet From a fate so deadly that none but the macabre mole man Could have devised it A Marvel tale of most compelling excellence. I'm sorry, Stan, what were you lying? Right. Okay, 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 so um, this is written in the Marvel manner by Smilin' Stanley, illustrated in the Marvel tradition by Dazzlin' Don Heck, delineated in the Marvel style by Darlin' Dick Ayers, and lettered in the nick of time by Swingin' Sam Rosen. Okay, we open with Hank and Jan hanging out in Giant Man Lab, which... Is kind of one of my favorite ways for an Avengers comic to open when it's focused on one character and they bring in the team. Mm-hmm. So there's an alarm going on because the ants are freaking out. And he's like, oh my gosh, why are the ants freaking out? Oh no, it's in a danger. We need to call an emergency Avengers meeting. And Jan's like, wait, really? Because of an anthill? Aren't you going to be a little bit embarrassed? I mean... You know that the ants are important. I know that the ants are important. But we can just shrink down to ant size and fix it, right? And um, he's like, don't just stand there. Let's go. So Thor flies over. Iron Man roller skates over. Captain America shields over. And they get over there. And Rick Jones has shown up somehow. And he's like, okay. So I got this call from these ants. And Thor's like, you did What? <laughs> I have been busy all day long angsting over my father and you interrupted me because of some ants. And he, um, yells at our giant man and flies away. And the other Avengers are like, um, so Thor was a little rude, but he also kind of has a point. So, uh, and giant man's like, you know what? I don't care. Screw you guys. Get out of my house. So they leave. Meanwhile, the mole man and his <sighs> moloids have like built Tomorrowland from Walt Disney World <laughs> underground. And they are super excited about this. And they're going to use their atomic gyroscope to make the world go faster and faster until I stop it. And all life on the surface will be destroyed while we here at Earth Central be safe, secured, and artificially created gravity of our own. <laughs> so that's the plan. Um yep. Sorry. Um, so Ant Man knows this is going on. He knows that the uh, the only people in the planet who would be able to tell that the uh, rotation factor was speeding up is the people who like live and can feel the vibrations of the world, such as ants. So he shrinks down to the ant hill. Um, even Jan is peeved at him for the way he like you know told the Avengers off. So he's doing this on his own. Uh, he goes down underground. Goes after Mole Man. Fights some moloids. Um, but now crap starts happening. The Leaning Tower of pizza starts leaning some more. Um, the New York bridges start, you know, f- starting to tremble. Um, there's earthquakes all over the world. And the Avengers are like, we should have listened to Ant-Man. <laughs> so the Wasp gets this great idea. Hey, guys, I'm going to go get my copy of issue three. And I'm going to reach into the comic and pull out that image projector. Remember that image projector where, like, Iron Man sent his image and, like, tried to get all these other people to help him. And Spider-Man was really rude and badly drawn. Remember that? I'm going to do that. So she sends her image and she uses her image somehow to track down Giant Man. Like... It's not really clear exactly how she can do that. But she's able to find the giant man is underground with the Mole Man and the Moloids. So she comes back and says, okay, Avengers, now we need to know. Now we know where we need to go. So the Avengers go underground and they fight Moloids and they're having a good time. And it's all really great. And um, like a lot of fighting. And there are also some thugs above ground. And Captain America goes after them. Um, the red ghost shows up for literally no reason five pages from the end. He's like, I didn't even bring my super apes because we're fighting right now. The apes are kind of mad at me. I didn't really feed them the bananas they were supposed to have. So here I am without my apes. I'm just this red ghost. you know, I can go through walls and stuff. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, Mole Man is like, fine, let's team up and take over the world together. And so they don't. Um, because the Avengers beat them both. And it's like, really pointless how they even beat him like iron man wraps up all the moloids in a big old sheet of metal um giant man wrecks mole man's machinery and thor like bashes some stuff with his hammer and it all ends with mole man and red ghost fighting over who was the worst villain Uh, and no one brings up the fact that red ghost didn't even need to be there
0: good lord um How does Mole Man do all these things? I still don't know, though. I still don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand how he can do these things.
1: The the, the thing that bothers me most about the Mole Man is the geography.
0: Yeah. He created something that can make the planet spin. And he doesn't have a job. Like, I don't know. Where does he get this stuff? Every time Mole Man shows up, it's some crazy, over-the-top James Bond theme. But there's nothing to back up how he does it it's like it doesn't take him 300 years to develop whatever this is that can make the earth spin faster or at least steal we got some plant- suggestions of
1: vehicles whatever. that he uses to travel uh-huh. because before we had no indication of that and somehow living underground in new york city he's like able to do stuff to you know italy and paris mm-hmm. and asia right. and antarctica and all this other stuff and that makes zero sense um but at least here we get like, you know, his train that he uses and we get some indications of like this underground expanse. I mean, there's one panel that literally looks like Tomorrowland, you know, concept art. Um, but yeah, I really did like the beginning of this because, I mean, Ant-Man is Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. His entire motif is kind of laughable. Um, even a little bit to Jan. She's just, you know, playing along because she likes Hank. He tries to bring the Avengers into his Ant-Man world and it goes very badly.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like the Aquaman of the JLA or something, right?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: it's like, okay, Aquaman, the fish told you to that the world's going to end. Whatever, we have other things to do.
1: That'd be kind of so funny because went. the JLA have never done that, and that's exactly what the Avengers are doing here. The Avengers are totally, totally Aquamanning Hank Pym.
0: <laughs> they really are. This is all very SNL. Yeah, um, I did find that funny, although. It's like you've been working with him for a while. Have you not noticed the benefit of his ants yet? And why is Wasp not chiming in going, oh, no, the ants are right all the time. We have adventures all the time because of the ants. Instead, she's like siding with the other guys. And that kind of felt rude to me
2: a little bit. It
1: is a bit rude. I'm not entirely sure that it's that off-brand for her to be that salty if she's you, would Hank. That's um, true. But it, it's, a, it's a bad choice on her part. Um, although – On the good side of the Jan story, she's the chairman in this issue.
0: I was going to say, that's like the one plus of this thing, is we actually get her as the chairman. Luckily, she's not sidekick status all the time, I
1: guess. Right. Because we have literally had people say that she's not really a real Avenger. She's like Rick Jones. I wonder if Rick Jones would get to be a chairman if they actually vote him in, though.
0: That would be silly.
1: Do you have to have a costume and a codename first?
0: God dang it. I don't know. Have you read a bunch of Silver Age Justice League? Uh, yeah, yeah, you have. I know you have. So, did they do all this chairman stuff in the Justice League? Why? Why are they so into this chairman thing every issue?
1: Well, there's no, there's no, there's no solid leadership in the Justice League. It is literally a democracy. It is literally like let's get together and talk well, stuff out. Same here. Um, but this, they 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 have a set leader. They have someone running the meeting.
0: Yeah, but. Do you feel like it's to run the show or just run the meeting? Like, do you think if they're out in battle, is Jan going to be the one in charge because she's the chairman th- today? Or yeah. is it just to run the meeting and hold the agenda?
1: That's a really good question. And I kind of land on the latter.
2: Yeah, I don't get too. the
1: feeling that we have a rotating field leadership. But yeah. at the same time, I do feel like some of our people have been like giving orders in the field. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it's weird. It, it's a little weird.
2: They later really there will ratings. definitely be
1: Avengers leaders, right? Because I feel like we've had like leader of the Avengers. Yeah,
0: later I think the chairman is the leader out in the field, and then at some point they even split that up a little bit to make it so the chairman or there's an overall leader, and then there's a tactical leader.
1: You know. Well, does the chairman thing go away after we get to Kooky Quartet?
0: That I couldn't tell you. I'll be I'd be curious. I think Cap's just gonna be the leader at that point, right?
1: I think he is. I think he, he stopped talking about chairman after the roster change. Yeah. Maybe they bring it back in later.
0: He can't let Hawkeye lead. That'd be weird. Right anyway.
1: Well, all three of the new people are, you know, reformed criminals and rookies to the superhero world, so it's like Captain America shouldn't let them lead.
0: Right. Yeah. That will be interesting to see if all this chairman talk goes away for a little while.
1: When the Um, Wasp gets, uh, sends her image down uh, underground, Mole Man's like, alert the guards, there's another at the gates. I said, said, this one's a female. Do they think a girl can succeed where Giant Man has failed? And I'm just wondering if Mole Man charges extra for the misogyny.
0: (laughs) You know, that is a dumb piece of technology that we didn't like, but I do like when they uh, recycle and reference old things so in a way i kind of thought it was cool to see the projector again i mean if it's stupid and it exists you might as well use it right right but um it kind of makes no sense yeah and 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 also after she invades he attacks them to go up to the surface and attack them in their own place and he's done that before it seems like if i recall correctly the last time he kidnapped invisible woman he then attacked the fantastic four so that they couldn't stop his plan. And I always think, like, dude, if you just stop attacking people, they probably won't even know about your plan, and you can get away with your plan. It's really weird how he keeps doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my old man mm,
0: doesn't do anything
1: for me. No. And I kind of want him to, because, like, he's, he's a classic Fantastic Four villain.
0: Speaking of, I don't know who their number one villain is, but he's up there. He should be up there. And when so, I
1: see him, like... In art and stuff, I'm like, ooh, Moe Man. But then, like, yeah. it, always,
0: it always turns to balls. Who is Fantastic Four's number one villain? Doctor Doom. Oh, sure, Doctor man. Doom. Duh. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Doom has been good.
1: Um, page nine. They say something about Tony Stark. Let me find it. Page nine. First panel. Um, Iron Man. What about the new transistorized foxhole diggers the army just ordered from Tony Stark? So... Are they talking about Tony Stark like he's not still believed to be dead? They could be.
0: Or, I mean, they don't. The problem is is they they address, I think they said in Avengers, like, Tony Stark is dead. Should we stop being Avengers for a day or whatever? And then they never really address him coming back.
1: Not you know? in the book. He's not just in back the book. in this issue. So, so I, I don't guess- know what they think. In the in the Iron Man series he comes he gets done with the Mandarin, we saw that. That was chronologically earlier. We don't know what happens when he gets home. See, speaking of that,
0: just to go backwards a little bit on Tales of Suspense, they still don't solve that problem. So we're still comp- continuing
1: with that adventure of him being stuck in his Iron Man armor. Okay, so this has to be like later on, like the next week or something. We we don't know how to handle Tony Stark right now because we don't know what's going on in Iron Man's personal life. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're going to hopefully reveal all that in the next Tales of Suspense. Um, did you find yourself forgetting that Rick Jones was in this comic?
0: Well, there's this whole big scene like where he goes to get the – what is it called that he want, they want him to get? the uh, uh, We just said it. The transistor foxhole digger. Right. <laughs> they send Cap and Rick to go get it. So there's this whole but business like, of them fighting these random burglars.
1: But like when they do that, when he says, I'm right with you, Cap, I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Where did Rick Jones come from?
0: Yeah, he reminds me of Hermione in that one movie where she has a tele- the time travel device or whatever.
1: Oh, the time turner.
0: Yeah, she keeps showing up he keeps showing up in Hulk and then Avengers and then Hulk and then Avengers and then the White House and then Hulk and then Avengers. And it's like, how is he doing this?
1: Rick Jones I, has a time turner. That's how that's how uh, Wolverine and Batman also get around in Spider Man. They just have time turners.
0: Yeah, that must be it. Like either that or he's really an alien and just observing or something. Right. Um, I did like this bit even though it feels out of place because this whole like you know we're trying to stop the moment, but hey, there's burglars at Tony Stark's place, so let's beat him up. But then the whole like cap and Rick moment was kind of cool because they haven't really had any moments since he's been awake, right? Like right. They, keep talk- they keep talking about them training together and they keep talking about uh, how he's gonna be his new sidekick, but there's been no real evidence of that actually happening other than references. Mhm. So here's them actually fighting together and here's Cap giving him a pat on the shoulder like, you know, it's okay to be beat up once in a while but just don't be defeated from it, you know.
1: There actually is our first mentoring moment between Cap and Rick. Right. Even though it's it random. Pretty cool. Anyway. Um on that same page, Thor says it was I who mocked Giant-Man for heeding his the warning of his ants and now and I was like, I wonder if Thor ever had regrets like this over how he treated the Hulk.
0: He's never said anything. Giant Man did. But as far as I know, Thor has never said anything.
1: Yeah. And then they had, after he thought, after he treated uh, the Hulk like trash, they then had that fight under that mountain we just found out about. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. Page 15, Red Ghost shows up and I'm like, it's page 15. Why are you here? And what did
0: he do? I think at some point he learned he, he reveals that he can phase other people now. But that's about all he did.
1: Yeah. What is the he point is, of him?
0: That was just so tacked
1: on. It really, really was. And he's like, he's like, panel six, um, Mole Man's like, you're super rapes, what about them? He's like, they were too unpredictable, I need no one now except you. Which sounds like code of, they tried to kill me and I ran away.
0: <laughs> well, they have done that before, so I wouldn't blame mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always crossing my fingers hoping they succeed at that, but so far they haven't. <laughs>
1: so it's weird because it's a Mole Man story he's driving the plot but he's also kind of like only barely weirdly confronting the Avengers like they're dealing with his symptoms they only get to the disease like at the very end and Red Ghost like why are you there
0: yeah and then once again they bury him alive instead of dealing with him Fantastic Four do the same thing like they're happy to just collapse the tunnel and leave Mm -hmm. it's like can't somebody grab this bastard and put him in jail at some point I don't know.
1: Well, that's it. I think we have succeeded in finishing our coverage.
0: Let's see what time it is. Oh, it's been 50 minutes, but
1: I've got, I've got the 50 minute mark on the clock here. So I think if we spend 15, 20 minutes unpacking phase yeah. 4 Let's that's gonna it. be Good. I'm not okay. even sure what phase four is. So I hope, you know, all right. So there has, there were, there've been two collections of announcements. There was announcement of movies and TV shows at San Diego, and then Disney just had their big um, expo where there was more stuff announced. Okay. So we've got a slate of movies and quite the run of TV shows. And instead of going in chronological order, I figured we could go by by uh, medium. Do okay. films first, and then so. Sure. Finally, finally after a solid decade of being demanded black widow's getting a film
0: all oh, right and this is set in the 80s or something right i don't think or it's no, set in the- that's wonder woman never mind
1: what is <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a um, it says it's a sequel to civil war remember how civil mm. war kind of set some stuff up for tatasha at the end uh-huh. and they never came oh, back yeah. to it right no no not yeah. civil war not civil war um winter soldier crap. winter soldier did
0: she outed so, herself, essentially, and then we don't know what happened after that.
1: Right. So we have the Red Guardian. We have Yelena Belova, the other um, Black <gasps> Little in the comics. There's going to be the Red Guardian?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, Speaking of counterparts. Right. Yeah. some characters I don't know Rick Mason and Melina Vostokov I don't know who they are but um, Rick Mason? Why does that
0: sound horribly familiar? See, I'm doing a quick thing right now
1: uh... It says he is romantically interested in her he's an ally of Romanoff and a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Um, I don't know who that is, but he's somebody, yeah. Oh, in the comics, he's also known as The Agent. He was the son of Phineas Mason, who became highly covert, operative, and freelance agent, specialized in the non-lethal handling of superhumans. Um, So he is just a guy in that S.H.I.E.L.D. world, also known as The Agent.
0: Phineas Mason is the tinkerer. I think so, yes. So... In our own readings, we still haven't figured out how he's not an alien. But we'll get to that
1: someday. (laughs) Anyway. And I don't think they're going to do the familial connection in this because we have a Tinkerer. um, And he's a young guy. And I think there's an ethnicity difference between the actors of Phineas Mason and Rick Mason. So they might not have that familial connection that they have in the comics.
2: Okay.
0: Well, I just want to see the Red Guardian. So that all sounds fun. And, of course, yes, Black widow having her own movie is awesome
1: yeah so that's next may okay um then we have the eternals
0: okay i've heard a lot about this one
1: yes and they just released the cast like they had them all standing up on stage at the disney expo this is next year's november film um chloe zhao is directing it angelina jolie is thena richard madden is icarus kumail nanjani as kingo lauren ridloff as makari or mockery Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Salma Hayek as Ajack, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Barry Keoghan as Druig, Gemma Chan, who was uh, was Minerva. Um, the Kree Warrior in Captain Marvel. hmm The like the female Asian Kree Warrior, or mm-hmm. Asian looking, I should say, who didn't have a whole lot to do. You kind of wish you'd see more of her. She's coming back as Cersei in this. Okay
0: that's cool and i know cersei
1: kit harrington the big guy from game of thrones like the main Jon snow dude mm-hmm. he is dane whitman the black knight
0: <gasps> that's cool yeah because dane whitman and cersei were boyfriend girlfriends so maybe they will be in this um i don't know a lot about the eternals and but- you know anyone who knows
1: their comics knows it's. go ahead
0: I was just going to say, I don't know much about the eternal. So in a way, it's like, I there. I think someone posted like, are you excited? And it's like, I can't say I'm excited. Cause I don't really know. And there's no trailers or anything yet, but
1: right. I'm down. Is, of
0: course I'll see it.
1: I don't think they have even started filming yet. Cause they just put the cast on the stage
0: and it looks like um, they're,
1: they're swapping some sexes too. Right. I think they did some gender and some ethnicity changing rather than having like, you know, your classic white roster. Mm-hmm. Cause that's very my- typical 1970s.
0: Makari was definitely a boy when I was reading, and Ajak is a boy, and Mm -hmm. Selma
1: Hayek is definitely not a boy. So, interesting. Right. Um, So that's going to be interesting. Uh, The Eternals, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. You Mm -hmm. can talk about the concept of the group, but there's really no telling what story they're going to do.
0: Yeah, and I remember not really being super stoked about Guardians either for the same reason, but it ended up being – one of my favorite MCU movies. So, Hey, who knows? Right. This
2: could be And fun. as soon as
1: that trailer, if they can do a good job marketing this film as they marketed guardians of the galaxy, mm-hmm. because as soon as that first trailer for guardians hit, everyone wanted to see it. Totally. Um, so that's coming down. I've read the original Kirby eternals. Oh, okay. I've read the Eternals saga and Thor, which picks up all those plot threads and does a lot more with them for Thor. Um, I have not read much Eternals after that, but Neil Gaiman did an Eternals series that I really should read. Mm. So like I said, there's just no telling what they're going to pull. Okay, so now we're moving into 2021, and we have our uh, first Marvel film of 2021 is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
0: Boy, I hope they really just super martial arts the heck out of that. They need to. They really need to. They really just need to make a
1: straight up, like, old school martial arts movie and then i'd be really happy this is the february release for uh, 2021 uh simu lu is shang chi i'm not sure where he's from maybe if i click his name i can recognize his face um i do not recognize his face
0: (laughs) i'm not sure if i've seen it either
1: um i mean he's a young guy i'm clicking his MDIB link oh yeah i don't recognize him either interesting so I'm sure he's done stuff that I just haven't seen. Um, he was in a TV series called Kim's Convenience, and yeah, he's, he was in the, a couple episodes of The Expanse. He's in. He has a lot of credits. I just not seen any of it. He was a uh, Blood and Water. He was in Taken. Um,
2: yeah, I
0: don't recognize it either.
1: Yep. So I just I just don't know him. He's been in stuff since 2012. So, sorry, oh. I do not know. I've seen Hard Boiled, but I just don't remember him in it. He
0: wasn't the main character, I guess. Right. I don't know.
1: Anyway, still looking forward to it, though. That should be fun. And they have confirmed the Mandarin is going to be in it. They've even cast him. Okay. Is so that he's, Simu
0: Lu, Liu or however you say that?
1: That's the guy who's playing uh, Shang-Chi.
0: Oh. So the who Mandarin Tony Lung Is that yeah, the Chiu- Lung Leung oh, okay.
2: Chuai. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. So I'm looking Fun. him up, and again, I just don't see enough movies. I don't know any of this stuff. Some of it's um, not American films. I don't know any of these names. He's been doing stuff since at least the 90s, because that's how far down I'm on the list. And I just don't know the names. Looks good,
0: though. Well, I mean, from what we can tell.
1: Yeah, so, like we said earlier, if they, they can... Didn't,
0: they didn't hire a blonde white guy to do it. So They did good. not.
1: <laughs> no. I think both of these are full-on Chinese uh, mm-hmm. actors playing Chinese characters.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: good start. Yeah, and it's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. That does not sound like an Asian name, um, but hopefully they have, you know, effort to put sensi- uh, sensitivity into it. Um. what else next film we have is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness wow so this is branded as Marvel's first horror film really yeah interesting and of course Doctor Strange um, Wong is back Mordo is back um, Nightmare is going to be in it um, Rachel McAdams is Dr. Christine Palmer. I'm guessing that's the doctor from the first movie. Was that Rachel McAdams?
0: Yes. So good. Okay. They're going to keep his love interest going. <laughs> that's something they generally drop in the MCU after a while.
1: Crazy idea, though. Scarlet Witch is in this. Oh. Wait, our Scarlet and Witch or a different Scarlet Witch? Our Scarlet Elizabeth Olsen, the Scarlet okay. Witch. Sweet. That kind of uh, makes sense. She's in this. And it's going to tie into events in her TV show, which we're going to talk about shortly.
0: Awesome. I think they need to do more uh, of that. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, I'm down.
0: I liked liked the first Doctor Strange, and I really like him when he guest starred in all the other movies a lot. So I'm cool to see him continue.
1: I I think that's what I'm most excited about, because I think Doctor Strange has so many possibilities with what kinds of stories they can do. Uh And, of course, I love Wanda. Like, yes, I need a bumper sticker. Yes. <laughs> it says I love Wanda. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Okay. Final film that has been announced. Okay. This is the end of 2021, the November 2021 film, Thor, Love and Thunder.
0: Oh, I saw that title. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad there's more Thor because I wasn't sure about that to be honest. Right. I thought I had read somewhere that he didn't want to keep playing Thor. And then Endgame sort of ended with it seeming like he was going to keep playing Thor. So I guess he is.
1: We don't have a Guardians 3 announced, so I don't know what the connection is going to be between those two branches of the universe.
0: But we know that the director has signed on for Guardians 3, so there is going to be one, I guess.
1: Right. And just because we don't know how it's going to work doesn't mean that they don't know how it's going to work.
0: But Thor is coming out first. Yes. So that suggests to me that at some point they drop him off.
1: (laughs) But We'll see. (laughs) We'll We'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, So I had an interesting experience with the announcements for this.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: They announced that Tessa Thompson was back as Valkyrie. Okay. She's the king of Asgard, and she's looking for a queen. Um, Then they announced a female Thor. And I was like, holy right. crap, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie is going to be Thor, because that does need to happen. And then Natalie Portman walked on stage, and she got to, and she held the hammer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess we can do Jane as female Thor. Well,
0: I mean, that's more on the nose with the comics, of course. Mm-hmm. But I kind of agree with you the whole, I don't know about Natalie Portman, just because it seems like she invades my geeky stuff a lot, and then sort of just meanders off, and doesn't yeah. really—it doesn't really care about it. Now she's an actress and doesn't have to care about it. I'm not saying they all have to be invested. Like, I think it's adorable that Gwyneth Paltrow has no idea what MCU movies she's been in. That's kind of funny to me. But why should she? She doesn't care, right? right. She shows up, she does her job, and that's fine. That's all we need to ask of these people. But somehow, like Portman, I don't know. I just feel like she didn't. Want to be in these, and now she's back, and it's like, oh, okay, I don't know. We'll see well, how it goes.
1: Just based on what little I've heard her say, mm-hmm. the reason she didn't want to be in them is because Jane Foster was being, you know, yeah, the way she's being written and how little she's being, you know, sure, but, that's fair. She's a big so, star. A chance to come back and be the same character as the Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. I can see how that'd be like more up her alley. Um, yeah. So that is coming down the pike now. Because I am me, I have started reading the Jason Aaron run on Thor. Okay, which started back whenever Marvel now first happened in 2012. Uh huh. And he has been writing Thor ever since. Right. So the whole Jane Foster as Thor thing was totally his story, and I've never read it. I read some
0: of it. I read the beginnings of it. It was pretty good. So, so if they, all if of they follow with that, then it's going to be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. And Taika Waititi is back directing. He's going to be back as Korg. So it's probably going to have a similar comedic bent. But I don't know. Maybe Waititi does different stuff.
0: That's kind of unfortunate because I thought Ragnarok was a little too comedic. But
1: we'll see. We'll
0: see how it goes.
1: I said that was the last film. But at Disney Plus, they did confirm and announce. Oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Okay. So to finish that thought, Black Panther 2 is official. Okay. It's officially happening with, like, a logo and a date in 2022 and all that stuff. 2022, good lord. Okay. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> Just around like the corner. Like, four years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> four years ago, we heard about Endgame, and that was, like, the last of the, you know. So, hearing stuff in 2022 it kind of brings back that feeling.
0: be interesting what they do with Black Panther because he's been derailed a bit. What with all all everybody's been derailed because of Infinity War and Endgame, right? They all had stories going on, like Black Panther was going to integrate into the U.S. and try and make changes and open up Wakanda mm-hmm. and everything, and then we don't get any of that because they're busy fighting Thanos for the last three years. So, right, it'll be cool to see if they keep going with that thread.
1: Um, I did see the uh, a little clip from the ending of Marvel's panel at uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so Kevin Feige up there, and he's like, "Okay, okay, okay, we are running out of time. We don't even have time to talk about Captain Marvel two.
2: <laughs>
1: we don't have time to talk about Fantastic Four, and we definitely don't have time to talk about mutants. But mutants. there's one, mo- yeah, mutants. Okay, so they're definitely making plans for those things, but they're not ready to make you know announce them yet." Uh, He says, but there is one more thing I want to tell you about. And the lights go out and the blade logo comes up on the screen. Oh! And Mahershala, I think it's Mahershala Ali comes out on stage. He has been cast as blade.
0: And that is, um, Um,
1: I don't know who that is. Okay. So if you saw um, the first season of Luke Cage, he was Cottonmouth. If you saw The Green Book, he was... Um, oh, wow. The guy okay. who turned of that. If you saw Battle Angel Alita, he was one of the guys in that, that
0: film. I know who he is now.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so, there will never be another Wesley Snipes,
0: but it could be cool.
1: Yes, it could be. could be cool. Okay, so those are the movies. TV shows. We have Marvel TV shows coming out the wazoo. Okay. We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Exciting. Exciting.
0: Note that it's called
1: Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And they've addressed that a little bit. Um, They're going to continue to call him the Falcon. Mm -hmm. Even though he's been given the shield, he's not changing his name. But I feel like the Captain America element has got to be important because it's part of the logo.
0: Okay, yeah, probably should be, I guess.
1: And maybe they're both kind of going to be Captain America. Maybe they're going to kind of like not be Captain America, but sort of like, you know.
0: That'd be kind of interesting because they both have been. So they right. could be.
1: Yeah. Like a joint inheritance of that mantle? <laughs> yeah,
0: trade back and forth depending on the mission or something. Or just fight so, about it.
1: <laughs> so here are some characters who are going to be in it. Okay, I haven't heard this. Daniel Brohl is coming back as Helmut Zemo. Wow. And there is a shot of him with the purple hood. Nice. Yes. I, I
0: must see this now on that
1: demo. Emily Van Camp is coming back as Agent Carter. Sh- oh, Sharon wow. Carter. Really? Yeah, Sharon Carter is going to be in this. Wow. And, and, and I just heard about this. Wyatt Russell is playing John Walker, U.S. agent.
0: Oh, no. Guess what that means. Someone else is going to be holding the shield.
1: Maybe. Oh, we got three people who do, who have the shield in the, in the comics all in one story. Yep. Oh, wow. That's definitely going to play a role in the story, right? Well, you'd hope. Yeah. The government's so, going to
0: tell them to go steal the shield and replace them.
1: The, um, that's going to premiere in August next year on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Wow. Okay. A
0: year away. All right. Exciting. I'm glad Sharon's that, still gonna
1: be around. I am too. I really liked her. Uh huh. Okay. Wanda vision.
0: Okay. I've seen I've seen an ad for this or a like a painted flyer that was pretty funny.
1: That, yeah, like the poster.
0: Uh huh. That was really cool. The poster
1: cool. has like totally fifties Wanda and Vision uh-huh. sitting on a couch in front of a TV, but their shadows cast on the wall behind them are Vision and Scarlet Witch shadows. Yeah, like you have the horns of the of the uh, whipple that she wears, and his mind gem is in there. Um, Which, by the way, has she ever I, actually worn that? No. So this might be yeah, a was,
0: Might be a change.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing her in some form of that head if they can make it look decent because it's yeah. kind of a weird piece.
0: Yeah, it is very Kirby. Uh,
1: it is going to focus on their relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to focus on her creating some sort of false reality. Um, it is going to be six hours long. So maybe that's six episodes or maybe that's, you know, some larger number of shorter episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some interesting characters. Remember in Captain Marvel, they had young Monica Rambeau. Yep. She's all grown up now. Played by Tiana Paris. Okay. Kat Dennings is coming back as Darcy. Wow. Random. Okay. And Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Woo oh alright so that's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who has like old roots in the Marvel Universe from the old like Yellow Claw comics uh-huh. uh huh and Catherine Hahn has been cast but they have not said whom she's playing hmm. so that is as, as far as they're marketing it that storyline and the Doctor Strange film storyline are going to be connected
0: very curious especially since the vision is dead still
2: very interested. Right.
1: Okay, so we know that in the comics she makes this other reality because she can't handle the loss of her children. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe this is all a coping mechanism over the loss of her beloved.
0: Could be. Also in the comics they do bring him back and he's just emotionless for a long time. Right. So they could do that and that's a sucky thing for her because he can't remember anybody or anything or something. Oh, yeah. Because now he doesn't have that gem on his head anymore. And right. That's what that what was kind of what was powering his soul and stuff. So
1: And he definitely <laughs> faded to white and had that aesthetic from uh-huh. the comics
0: yep. whenever he died. So um, it'll be fun. Interesting. Lots of possibilities
1: there. I, I like it. He was in Endgame and he blooped out. And what happened after he blooped, we're gonna find out in Loki premiering oh. in the spring of 2021.
0: Now that's convoluted.
1: Yas. Here's the interesting thing. The logo for Loki, each of the four letters, has a completely different style and font. Ah. So it implies, like, multiple either universes or timelines or realities. I don't know. Because that Loki himself is in, like, an alternate version of the timeline.
0: A timeline he- that may or should not have existed or been restored or something. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting how they explain that. Right. But then again, Doctor Strange's whole movie is about a
1: multiverse, so maybe they set it up there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You're, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking. I don't know. Um, that's interesting. Um, but they did specifically say it would be what the Loki that follows the Tesseract in the time heist. It's that version of Loki, not the one who allegedly died at the beginning of Infinity War. So
0: the one that's less nice. Yeah. <laughs> the one that grinds out people's eyeballs just to get a passcode. Yeah. Right,
1: the one that never had a chance to get humanized in the other Thor films. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So they're bringing him back to starting position.
1: Um, it is going to be six hours, and uh, Tom Hiddleston teased that Loki would face more formidable opponents than he has encountered before.
2: Mm. Um,
1: But no other characters have been announced. Okay. Animated, but voiced by actors from the MCU and intended what? to be seen as part of the MCU okay. is what, what If. Oh i heard about what if i didn't know it was animated that's much easier i know i didn't realize this was going to be animated either until just recently okay But yeah that does make the whole storytelling thing a lot easier that makes way more sense i was wondering how
0: they were gonna bother with that like you're gonna hire actors to do a thing that doesn't count why are they
1: gonna care about that yeah. yeah yeah and plus like makeup and making things look different yeah yeah Because the first episode is going to be, what if Peggy Carter had taken the Super Soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? Oh,
0: my God. Okay, well, I'm on board. That's going to be amazing.
1: And each episode is supposed to take a key moment from the – like, it's going to spin out from stuff we know. Just like the What If comics did. What if comics spun out from stuff in the comics? This is going to spin out from key moments of the MCU.
0: Pretty sure the answer is peace on Earth, by the way, but we'll see what happens. Say that again. I'm pretty sure the answer is peace on Earth, by the way, but we'll see what
2: happens. (laughs)
1: so some characters who are in a cast list on the wikia so i guess they're confirmed as being involved Mm -hmm. um because they all have a a citation and the citation is um all of the major mcu actors returning for what if from uh comicbook.com now i uh, i'm not going to say anything about comicbook.com um jeffrey wright has been cast as the watcher nice um, but voices coming back are Killmonger, Bucky Barnes, Thanos, Bruce Banner, Loki, Nick Fury, Thor, T'Challa, Nebula, Clint Barton, Scott Lang, Hank Pym, Dum Dum Dugan, Howard Stark, Kraglin, who's that, like, really skinny alien from Guardians of the Galaxy who had, like, one appearance in an old Iron Man comic, Jane Foster, um, Kurt... Played by David Dastmalchian. I'm not sure who Kurt is. Kurt, I don't know. Kurt Wagner. Oh, no. he's a oh. No, no, no. He um, he's the sort of Russian accent or Eastern European accented friend of Scott Lang and lewis Oh, okay. He yeah. has like the um, the Beekman's World hair standing mm-hmm. up. Yep. Abraham Erskine. Nice. Um, Korg. Arnim Zola. Korath the Pursuer. Grandmaster, Yondu, and Taserface. Yondu! Cool. So, those are all, they're going to do what ifs for all of those guys, and that's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, it is. That should be fun.
1: Okay. TV shows still Hawkeye.
0: Hawkeye, but his daughter, I assume.
1: I think it's going to be Clint and Kate.
0: Oh, really? Jeremy Renner is going to be in it?
1: Yes, Jeremy Renner is, ca- is, is is confirmed as being Clint Barton, and they have not yet cast Kate Bishop. Hmm.
0: Well, you'd think it'd be his daughter, but I know that's going to upset a good chunk of Twitter people. But
1: Well, she's still just so young.
0: I don't mind. If they go that route, I think that's fine. I like when they truncate things and make things connected. Right. I don't really need it to be an independent person, per se, but we'll see what they do, I guess.
1: And by this time we're moving into the fall of twenty twenty one. So these are these are things. This is like two years from now. is when Hawkeye is going to premiere. Okay, um, that should be cool okay. though
0: because he's he is a character I like in the MCU, and I think he's a character that hasn't got a lot of play. So if he gets his own TV, that's pretty cool.
1: Now three series that have basically just been announced with like a show and attached, maybe, but like almost nothing else is known yet. Ms. Marvel. Okay. The new Moon one. Moon Knight. Yeah, the, the, the new is Marvel, the uh, Muslim American character. hmm Moon Knight. Oh, boy. Okay. And She-Hulk.
0: She-Hulk would be so cool if it was just Law & Order every episode. Please just do that. <laughs> Please just, just do Law and & and order. order.
1: Like, you don't even Law have to do
0: – Don't even do an episode where she hulks out or anything. She could just be She-Hulk, and it's just Law & Order.
1: <laughs> I'd be so into that. <laughs> Um, I'm looking to see if anything is even known about it. It's just, no, it's just as they're developing the live action series. So not even a person oh. attached to it yet. Well, I'm down with that. I love the She-Hulk, so that should be fun. According to one report, Mark Ruffalo would actually show up again as himself to pass, as sort of passing the baton story point. God, he'd have to, right? How else right. can she even exist? But, uh, well, no, she could exist.
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, she she could do her own thing, I guess.
1: I mean, you don't really need Bruce Banner to be there to have an origin story for Jennifer Walters, do you? Was she part of – was he involved in her origin?
0: Yeah, he gave her his blood. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it that way. You can come up with something else. She could have been a wrong place, wrong time, tried – I don't know. You could come up with any alternatives, I guess. But that was the origin is like he's her cousin and she got hurt and so he gave her a blood transfusion.
1: The logo is interesting. It's big green block letters uh, for Hulk. And then the word she is like painted over in like purple stylized letters. So, um, okay. And by the way, you know, in a lot of modern comics, she's no, I'm sorry. I did a little audio glitching. As you can say that in modern comics, she's also not even called she Hulk a lot anymore. She's just the Hulk now.
0: There are so many Twitter, Twitter, Twitter's Twitter people that are complaining that (laughs) they're turning the Hulk into a girl just to, uh. I don't know appease the universe now or whatever i just yeah. think that's hilarious it's, it's like, like um no she's been around for a long time independent
1: character was it like 1980 or 82 yeah. or something that she debuted it was a long ass time ago yeah it
0: was 1980 and i just think it's funny that we're everybody's so sensitive now about you know gender swapping in fiction that like they think that they're taking the hulk and making him a female just to appease the masses or something right it's kind of funny.
1: And, like in 1980, the griping could be along the lines of, oh, you're just supergirling like Superman had. You know, you're just bringing a girl counterpart. There's not going to be any, you know, uniqueness to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is interesting wasn't. how. I've never read the series, so I'll take your word for it on that. Yeah. Um, no, but it's interesting how the, yeah, the, the, the complaints have gotten more misogynistic.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. She's fun. I mean, I've only read the the more later stuff where she's kind of deadpool like and breaks the fourth wall all the time and things like that but Mm -hmm. she's also great in the avengers and the fantastic four um yeah and i just like the idea of her having i assume the series is going to be about her being a lawyer i hope because that would be great but who knows
1: yeah they've said nothing
0: they've said nothing it could be about anything i guess
1: So, yeah, that is the slate for phase four, unless some of those titles are unofficially in, like, in phase five, maybe, but, um, I haven't heard the word phase five from any, like, actual sources. Um, the wiki page does include Black Panther 2, Blade, Captain Marvel 2, Fantastic Four, and Guardians three, all on the phase five page. Um, but I don't know that that's actually a thing. So it's, a, um,
0: it's going to be an interesting time because we have lost two out of three of the big three, mm-hmm. which is kind of what revolves – what has been revolving all this universe for us and all these things that you said. Like even Guardians is missing right now in the, in the announcements and stuff like that. So it's like I'm curious to see how – this continues i guess with all this new stuff and trying to latch on to people that may or may not be as exciting to some people as mm-hmm. the, the original guys see if it keeps going and we've also well, lost spider-man so right we've got a big deal
1: spider- so we should probably unpack that a little bit um unless there's some further negotiation going on the deal between Marvel and Sony broke down or came to an end and did not get renewed mm-hmm. because of a, not being able to agree. But um, Tom Holland as Spider Man will continue, but without a connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is just. So what are your thoughts on that? That
0: is. I mean, considering how much they set up him as the Iron Man prodigy, mm-hmm.
2: it's
0: like, are they just going to ignore that completely i mean they could because the end of the last movie was him being outed and they can just deal with that the whole thing the whole movie
1: yeah uh, but yeah, no more I, I happy
0: like- or you know like he doesn't have the glasses anymore that lets him create nuclear warfare nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no happy hogan no connection to stark tech um some people are really excited because that means they'll be more spider-man centric uh-huh. and less, you know yeah no longer in the orbit of iron man
0: true that's a possibility.
1: Um, but yeah, it seems like all the major plot lines of Far From Home could be continued just without mentioning the Avengers along the way.
0: I kind of hope they still I still have hope that they come to a deal, but you know, who knows. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be better if they came to a deal, but I think they could do it without it, I guess. But you know, but you're going to know that it's it's going to feel a little awkward cuz you're just going to know that they're avoiding certain sentences. Eh, it's not ideal.
1: It's not ideal. Mainly because how interconnected the movies have gotten. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially like, Spider-Man. I mean, we really talked about that when we covered uh, Far From Home, like how connected this Spider-Man is and why a lot of people don't like that. But we liked mm-hmm. it, and now they're going to yank all that out.
1: Right. hmm So I'm kind of thinking about how, like, in Iron Man 2, when we have, like, the brief acknowledgement that the other heroes exist, it's like, ooh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. And I was like the opposite. It's like we have like such deep integration that we kind of feel like we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you were talking about how we have a lot of characters that people might not care about as much. But I'm I'm thinking the 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 mainstream audiences did they even know who Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America were before 2008?
0: No, I maintain they did not. They could all say they did, but they're liars.
1: So. Even though we're getting into names and concepts that comic book fans are less familiar with, mm-hmm. no one has been familiar with these characters in the mainstream uh, audiences until Marvel made a movie about them. Mm-hmm. So conceivably, the Eternals could be as big or as bigger than Doctor Strange, Guardians, or even like any of the big names.
0: Absolutely true. Um, I'm just thinking like, you know, we had Chris Evans and Chris Hemworth and uh- – and, and Robert Downey Jr. at the reins are, hold, you know, holding all this up together. And now they're gone. And it's like, I mean, I know Doctor Strange made money, enough money to have a sequel. But do people love it that much that it's going to keep the momentum going? Black Panther mm-hmm. was a huge success. So, Black Panther 2 is promising. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Like, there's no announcements of, like – I mean, who's left? I mean, I guess Guardians would be the big one. And they're not even announced yet. So, I don't
1: know. I feel like we'll we're see. back. Phase two and phase three rode the crest of the Avengers film,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I feel like we're back in the zone of phase one, where it's like we have no idea what they're going to do.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: just telling stories that we we know are going to kind of interconnect in some way because that's what they're telling us. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing and where they're going, we have no idea.
0: Right. It's Kevin like Kevin Feige knows.
1: It's like starting over. Yeah. So exciting. He says he has phase four and phase five already planned out. Wow. So like, we just don't know what the plans are. He yeah. doesn't mean there aren't plans.
0: Mole Man and Red Ghost team up. Take on War okay. Machine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> War Machine
0: and the Fantastic Four. Please no. Stop. <laughs> I do want War Machine back. Where's War Machine? He should be somewhere.
1: Oh anyway, yeah, he should be somewhere.
0: He could be our new Iron Man, kind of.
1: The only, um, the only note I wanted to say about this is there's always that gripe of they just they just don't know what they're doing because they're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate that because just because you, the random private citizen, are not familiar with what the direction is that's planned doesn't mean there's no direction that's planned.
0: That's not been something the MCU has been lacking is direction. So I feel like mm. they're probably still going to continue with that whole you know knowing, mm-hmm. knowing what's going to happen thing. But now they are expanding into more TV and I mean they've had T V already, but
1: Well yeah, and that's another thing, is they is Faggy is saying the T V plans for Disney Plus are specifically designed to tie in with the films. Like Which it's I gonna think be is great. They're, yeah. They're they're planning on changing the way that works.
0: Good. Because, you know, as cool as like Daredevil was, other than like the one reference to um the Avengers movie in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's really like no crossover, you know? Right. Like no- and other
1: than other than Jarvis showing up, there was no informing of the films from the TV shows. Right. Yeah. And once once that happens, once we have a film acknowledging the TV shows, then I'll be able to say yes, they've integrated the TV shows.
0: Correct. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be cool. And that sounds like it's going to be Doctor Strange, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you were saying on a previous discussion that the length of the Netflix shows was kind of questionable. Like, maybe they didn't need to be as long, because mm-hmm. it loses rewatch value if you have a 13-episode season. Yep. Most of the TV shows have been described as being six episodes long.
0: I think that's a good start, too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how what format that takes, but... You know, we need to we, if they want to do these like marathon stories that have a beginning, middle and end, they need to shorten up the seasons. That's the only mm-hmm. way to do it, I think, or make mini movies or something.
1: Oh, and also they're going to be released over a series of weeks rather than dropping all the episodes at once. Those bastards. That's actually Which good I too. think builds like yeah. uh, water cooler chatter and and like hype mm-hmm. like as the show is going, you could be talking about it.
0: That is probably better. Okay. I mean, us us people who have no like patience anymore, just marathon everything. And I do think sometimes that makes for a less interesting experience when it mm-hmm. comes to television to have this instant gratification and no, no point for a week where you wonder what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah. So that's the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, one other thought just randomly. Um, the concept of seasons is starting to change with the digital release market. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of animated shows I know, um, their seasons are not like one season a year. Their seasons are here is a here is a clump of episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's conceivable. Nothing has been said along these lines. It's conceivable that the six episode seasons might lead to more frequent seasons of a given concept.
0: Yeah, didn't they do like, that with Doctor Who also for a while? Like with the Matt Smith stuff, they would be like, here's season five. Then here's season 5.1. You know, yeah, I think just, they did. And just take and breaks Galactica, and do chunks. Yeah, yeah and Battlestar Galactica. That's not a bad idea either.
1: So, like, having a six episode in the spring and six episodes in the fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a way that c- things could be done. So, we'll just have to see what they do with all that. But I'm pretty excited about it. It's 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 a very different landscape, but it, it looks, like, exciting. Yeah.
0: I'll be, I'll be tuning in and, I guess, subscribing to Disney Plus because no way
1: around that. No way around it. All right. Um So, let's see. I guess it's the end of an episode. So, we should do our usual end of the episode stuff.
0: Well, going back to uh, 1964 then, if you guys want your homework, it's going to be three more issues, hopefully better than today's issues. But it's going to be Amazing Spider-Man number 22 with um, 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 The Clown and the Masters of Menace. Okay. Off to a good start. Uh, Strange Tales 130. Where I
1: think you're a month off. Am I a month off? Yeah, go back to twenty one and one twenty nine. Go back to what? Oh, 21? Amazing Spider Man twenty one and Strange oh, Tales. Oh, I am a month
0: off. I'm sorry. Amazing Spider Man number twenty one is Spider Man and the Human Torch fight the Beetle, or maybe Spider Man is going to fight the Human Torch and the Beetle. The cover is somewhat ambiguous. Um, Strange Tales number one twenty nine is the Terrible Trio versus. The thing in the human torch and fantastic because,
1: because we asked for them to come back. Because we asked for them to come back.
0: I totally did not, but that's okay. And then for Fantastic Four number thirty five, it looks like they're gonna fight the dragon. Remember that guy? He's called Dragon the, Man. Dragon Man, yeah. On a on a campus, a school campus. So that could be cool. First appearance. hmm So those that's your homework. And that'll finish off
1: November of sixty four. Okay. Um, we have a bit of a list to go through on Twitter. We have Baron Von Resnickstein, who is at Real Mark Rez, Music, Comics, and the Toadies drummer. Oh. We have Braid 1991. Actually, I think I've read these two guys before. That's okay. We'll read them again. That's Tomas at Braid 1991. Here's a new one. Steve Ramsden at S-T-E Rambo 1967. Rebellions are built on hope. Mm. Chris Cole at Chris Cole070, a fiction suit for Hartley hair, whoever that is. John S. at the Dude81, a traveling Wilbury. Welcome to the show, John. Jay Fanku, this is Tranya. I hope you relish it as much as I. I like that, Jay Fanku. That's a good reference. Hmm. At Chris Comic Man, follows us. He does not have a profile description, that's okay. At 506-ish. Pop culture, quasi-political, my opinions are not my own and do not necessarily represent my beliefs. Oh. If if your opinions are not your own, whom did you steal them from? <laughs> right. Are those my opinions on your page? Because I want them back. Uh, Jack, at J. McLaughlin, 1214, former failed mayoral candidate for the city of Chicago. Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay, Jack. <laughs> Ran for mayor, didn't make it. Here I am on Twitter listening to Marvel Podcasts. I love it. Animator Dormitory. Hi there. This is the official account of the Animator Dormitory. We'll tweet about the dorm and what it's like to live here. Okay. Uh, Willie Long. The name is Long. Willie Long. Mm. How long is he? He's Willie Long. Really Long. I shouldn't make fun of people's names if they're listening to our show, right? Well, I think that was his own
0: making fun of himself, but maybe.
1: Okay. Thomas Jordan is following us on Twitter. Tex Captain is following us on Twitter. Jorge Borondo is following us on Twitter. He says in Spanish, you always have to um, have present the extraordinary people. I guess you always have to have extraordinary people in your life. I guess is what it's saying there in Spanish. My Spanish is not awesome anymore. Um, Britton Maestro and MD Salim and Britha Goris, your guy for classical music on the banjo. Welcome. Whoa. Kelly Edinger with the Garden Ninja Inc., comic book reading, beast loving, and Amazon Warrior Mama. Welcome to the show, Kelly. We have Chris Leiden. We have Mass Movement Magazine at Mass Movement Mag, a site devoted to punk, hardcore, thrash, genre literature and film, comics, pro wrestling, RPGs, beer, coffee, and all the fun things in life. Gabba Gabba Hey! That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And just following us today at Crispy Westerosi, Viz, A Ruin of Artificial Brain Matter, Dreaming of Sci-Fi, Androids, Monsters, Comic Books, and Horror. Nice. So, welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for following us on the Twitterlands. We always appreciate retweets of new episodes, so please feel free to do that to help put us in the eyeballs of your friends. Mm -hmm. And while I'm bringing up the Facebooks, where can they find us?
0: Go to MakeArsMarvel.com and you'll find the Twitter and Facebook... Uh, links to our social accounts and you'll also find all the links to all the different kinds of rss feeds and players and whatnot or you could just play the show directly uh, on the website itself if you want to um, you can also just search our name make ours marvel in any of your podcast apps and hopefully it comes up and if it does not please write to podcast at make dot or again you can use the website has a handy contact form on there and let me know and I'll see if I can fix it or just write us because you want to tell us something or have something to say or ask or correct. And we like to read those on air every once in a while.
1: You can also like the show on Facebook. Zahid Ali has done that. So thank you, Zahid. You can find me on Twitter at John reads comics, where I am talking about, you know, all the comics that I read and occasional other things. Um you can also follow me and find my Image Comics show, All the Pouches, and Image Comics Podcast at all the pouches on Twitter. Um, that is also on my website, JohnReadsComics.com. Um, I am super excited because I finally received in the mail the entire run of the Transformers UK comic series Wow! It is a lot of comics. It is 332 British comics in bags and boards. And I'm using those to podcast about the Transformers UK comics and the cartoons at TFUK podcast on Twitter. That podcast will be debuting this fall. It's going to be called Return to Cybertron. And I'm super, 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 super psyched. I'm going to Dragon Con this weekend. Part of me would really just rather sit at home and podcast about Transformers the entire time.
0: <laughs> well, you can interview Transformers people at DragonCon.
1: Dude, I should go find some Transformers people. I'm going to do that. Yeah, there must be somebody. So you're not going to hear about this before Dragon Con, but I was at Dragon Con, so I hope I saw you. Come see me. Yeah. Go back in time. Yeah, go back in time. All right. Well, anything else for this episode? No, I think this about does it. I think our second half was much more enjoyable than our first half. (laughs) Right. Um, But until next time, or until the Red Ghost is considered one of the greatest criminal minds of all time,
2: make ours marvel.